Hey, boo, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Abundant. I'm your host, Denai Hopkins, and I am so excited and grateful to be here today on this platform, sharing my journey to being debt-free so that I can start building wealth. So let's get into it. Hey family, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Financially Abundant. I hope you all are having an amazing week as we step into the middle of the month and we are at the halfway point of the year. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode and listening to me talk. (laughs) Since we are in the middle of the month and at the halfway point of the year, now it's more important than ever to make a plan and stick to it. Whatever it is, whether that's starting the business, opening up the shop, getting healthy, whatever it is, make a plan and stick to it. Because let's just call a spade a spade. We all want God to bless us financially in some capacity. But you have to remember that God knows our strengths and weaknesses, and he will never give us more than we can handle. And I will say this until I'm blue in the face. We have to change our mindset and stop spending every dollar in our bank account to the last cent. We have to save. We have to have better money management. We have to get out of debt so that we can invest and that we can show God that we are participating with him and what we're believing for instead of constantly working against him. I can't lie. Since I've gotten better with my money, it feels good not to spend every dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to spend every last dollar in my bank account on stupid stuff. But just knowing where every dollar is going just gives me a peace of mind, a joy, a happiness that is just unexplainable because everything is accounted for. Now, do we all have different financial responsibilities? Yes, we do. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> deny can't deny. <laughs> okay, I, I had I had to, y'all. I, I had It was just the right opportunity. I know it was corny, but I had to. <laughs> anyway, back to my point. Do we all have different financial responsibilities? Yes. But for the most part, we have everything we need right now and more. We have everything we need right now and more. We have to use what we have. We have to use the resources that are already given to us. So when we begin to receive our blessings and our dreams are coming into fruition, we don't mishandle what we pray for. Now, I'm not perfect by any means, and I'm not striving for, for, for perfection either. I'm striving for progression. And that's why I'm constantly educating myself on finances. Because baby, let me tell you something. When Skims and Zara had that annual summer sale back in June, y'all know what summer sale I'm talking about. (laughs) It took everything in me not to swipe that card. I'm telling you, I was this close. 
I was even going to skip my car payment for that month. Yes, the financial girl, me, was going to skip her car payment that month because, <laughs> let me hear me out. Since I've been making bi-monthly payments, my note wasn't due in June. My next payment was due July 22nd because my bill is due on the 22nd of every month. So because I've been paying on it and making bi-monthly payments, I didn't have a note for the month of June. So that means I had an extra $600 to spend. Oh, it was eating me up because I was just like, oh, I can get some new clothes. You know, I'm slimming down, looking cute and slim. I wanted some new clothes. I wanted to get that cute skims dress that everybody been talking about because I work from home and I wanted to, you know, just be cute. Just elevate my at home, you know, work clothes attire. You know how I did, you know, just been a little cute or whatever. I'm, I was going to eat the girls up. <laughs> I was going to eat the girls up. I'm telling you, I was envisioning all of the outfits in my head. I was really battling my flesh for real. Like my flesh was like, get it, get it, get it, girl. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. And then you know, you know, the other my when I came to my senses, the hype was real. But after the hype died down and I came back to my senses, I decided against it. I decided against it because I knew in that moment, would I be happy with my purchase? Yeah, but I knew that happiness will only last for a moment and not a lifetime. I knew that I would regret it later. So last week, it took everything in me. I'm telling y'all, it, it, I was going to eat the girls up. <laughs> like I had everything planned, but it took everything in me. So last week I made a payment of, so I took that $600 and I made, I took half of it. So 300 and I made a payment towards my car note because I do the 15, three method. I pay 15 days before it's due. And then I follow up with the second half of the payment three days before it's due. So on the 19th and I paid my car note. <laughs> it was the right thing to do. And it was the financially responsible thing to do because my goal, and I told you this last week was to have my car balance down to 9,500 at the end of this month. I'll catch Kimberly and Zara at another time, but it was the right decision to make. Even though it broke my little heart. It broke my little heart. I can't lie. <laughs> but I was like, that was a real boss girl move. Talk about taking care of business, making the sacrifices. So later on in life, when I want to treat myself to something, I don't feel guilty about it. Because it should have went to debt. When I want to travel, I don't feel guilty about it because I'm not going into debt for that trip. I want to be able to say yes to unexpected events and experiences. I want to be able to use the money that I earn to set myself up for the future and not paying off my past. And that is why on today's episode, we taking it all the way back to the beginning because July is the new January. And I'm going to give you all 10 tips on how to get your finances together so we can all say yes to the unexpected without money ever being an issue. So get your pen and piece of paper together because we're putting actions behind our plans for the rest of the year. Because guess what? It's sexy when you got your together. Knowing how to get your finances together can seem daunting at first, and that's why you have me <laughs> but in all seriousness making a plan 
But by making a plan, you can more effectively organize and take control of your money situation because deciding to take control of your finances together is one of the most smartest financial decisions that you can ever make. And getting control over your finances is the first step towards achieving the financial life you have always dreamed of. So how do you begin? I thought you would never ask. First tip, decide to start. Deciding to start is the most important step because starting is always the hard part and everybody knows that. But once you decide, you can't stop. After you decide to start, you need to know exactly where you stand. How do you find that information? Take a look at your credit report to know what information lenders are seeing about you. You can go to creditkarma.com or Experian. If you do not have an account or if you're not checking your credit score, I check mine about every six months with uh, credit karma you need to make an account today all you need is your social security and you know of course create a username and a password and you'll be able to see that credit report so you know what lenders are seeing about you call your bank about your credit card balance call the financing company that your car loan is through if you have a mortgage call the mortgage company whoever you owe money to call them today or before the end of the week Get your remaining balances because you need to know where you stand financially before you can put call to actions in place. I did not start my journey without knowing where I stood financially because you can't make a plan if you don't know where you stand. Wait, that was a bar. (laughs) I am on one today. (laughs) You can't make a plan if you don't know where you stand. And with that being said, the second tip is make a plan, duh, (laughs) make a plan and stick to it. Depending on your history with money, you may or may not have a negative association with the word budget, but it is important to remember that a budget is only a tool to help you. Let me repeat that again. It is important to remember that a budget is only a tool to help you. A budget can help you stop spending money on things that aren't important to you so that you still have money to spend on things that are important to you. For me, it's traveling. Baby, I love traveling. And the fact that I haven't literally been out of the... No, I was just about to fabricate. I went on a trip last October. (laughs) We went to Manchester. But I love to travel. And the fact that I can't travel freely like I want to, it just... It just makes me boil, but I know it will pay off in the long run. Like I said, the goal is to not, the goal is to be able to do the things you want and not feel guilty about it. But back to my main point, a budget can help you to stop spending money on things that aren't important to you so that you will spend money on things that are important to you. Once you have written down your decision to start getting your finances together, it is time to come up with a plan. Looking through your credit report can give you an idea of the existing debt and expenses that you have. Write down all of your monthly expenses and your monthly income. Use the zero-based budgeting method, which I think, in my own opinion, and mind you, I've tried many different budgeting tools, but I think a zero-based budgeting method tool is perfect for beginners because you are giving every dollar a category and you know where every dollar is going and stick to it. Be all up on that budget like you be all up on that man or woman's Instagram story because they ain't text you back and you're trying to figure out why you ain't te- why they ain't text you back. That's how close and how stalkerish you need to be 
on your budget, especially in the beginning when you're figuring out how to get out of the situation because it is new. You've never experienced it before. And probably a lot of people around you have never experienced this before. I always say, I got to get my money together, but don't. This is a new experience. It takes time. You will not get it the first round. Keep trying. Stick to it, stick to it, stick to it. And you will see, you will reap the benefits of just sticking to it. The third tip, cut your expenses. Again, you will want to make sure that your budget is written down and tracked. Even if you try to keep it all in your head, you are only setting yourself up for failure. A tool like the Ultimate Budget Template, which I talked about on the show, and I'll link it in the show notes, is also what I personally use to help me track my budget template. And if you get it off Etsy, you get a discount by using Deny60. You know, we all about saving that coin. (laughs) But if you use a tool such as the Ultimate Budget Template, it can help you with tracking your budget because it directly interfaces with your bank account and credit card accounts. That way, you can see all of your spending in one place, categorize it, and track your budget and track your expenses against your budget. Once you've been budgeting for a few months, like I said, it takes time. You will start to see some trends on where you are spending your money. Decide which items you're spending are aligning with your core values and cut out the things that aren't aligning with your core values. Use any extra money each month to establish an emergency fund and get out of debt. And speaking of emergency funds, that is tip number four, establish an emergency fund. I cannot stress this enough. A lot of us don't even have $200 to our name in case of an emergency. Once you make a plan, have a budget, and see where you can cut back on your expenses, Allocate that extra money to build an emergency fund. Before you start paying off debt or even investing, build your emergency fund up to nothing less than $1,000. Can $1,000 cover everything? No. It couldn't in the 70s when Dave Ramsey said it, and it's definitely not going to cut every um, cover everything in 2023. <laughs> that is evident. But what $1,000 can do is create that barrier between you and your debt and you and your investments. Because if you get a flat tire, if you get into an accident, God forbid, if you get into, if you get a ticket or just an unexpected expense occurs, you can use the money in your emergency fund to cover that unexpected expense. Emergency funds are for unexpected expenses and stops you from putting it on your credit card or even touching your investment money. I'm sure a lot of us can get to $1,000 quick if we wanted to. It took me about a month, like um, five weeks, literally, to once I looked at my expenses and see what I can cut out, it took me five weeks to build my emergency fund up to $1,000 before I started attacking my debt. So make sure you have an emergency fund in place before you embark on your financial freedom that you always wanted. Because at the end of the day, life is going to happen and you don't want to backtrack on the progress you have made. So I cannot stress this enough. I'm reiterating that. Build an emergency fund of nothing less to a thousand dollars. Number five, deal with your debt and leave your credit cards alone. Repaying your debt can feel like a challenge. (laughs) You don't say, trust me, I know firsthand. 
But watching that balance go down, ooh, it just do something to my soul. It, it do. Watching that balance go down, it just really do it for me. <laughs> and in order to pay off your debt, you need to make a plan to manage your payments and balances. And these small steps that I'm about to list can help you today with managing your debt and no longer make you anxious or worried about money all of the time. We will no longer live in the chokehold of lack. We will no longer live in the chokehold of owing people. We will no longer have financial anxiety or stress. So it is important that you follow these steps. So deal with your debt and leave that credit card alone. This is what you need to do. One, you need to make sure you always pay your bills on time, right? Two, pay more than the minimum. Than the minimum. Remember, make bi-monthly payments by doing the 15-3 method. 15 days before that bill is due, pay half of that balance. Then three days before that bill is due, you pay the remaining balance. That will help with your credit score. It will help with your credit utilization rate. And you will also see your debt go down faster over time because you're technically making two payments a month and you're getting ahead of the interest. Know your limit. Number three, know your limit. Because maxing out your credit card every month negatively impacts your score. You need to keep your credit utilization rate under 30%. And that's it, those three tips. Make sure you always pay on time, pay more than a minimum, know your limit and keep your credit utilization rate under 30% of your limit. But most importantly, out of this number five goal and tip, once that card is paid off, keep it paid off and move on and move on to the next smallest debt payment that you have you got this girl you can do it cut it up if you have to i have cut up all my credit cards when i was like you know what i'm paying them off i cut them up because i don't even want to be tempted to use them again and then most of my credit cards when i started out you know opening up credit cards they were retail store cards i don't even shop at those stores anymore and they ain't doing nothing for me i ain't getting no points no fly miles nothing Cut them up, leave them alone. Number six, follow the debt snowball method. The debt snowball, if you, before I continue, if you don't have debt, then this is not for you. This tip is not for you. But if you do, well, we all got some form of debt. So anyway, back to what I was saying. Follow the debt snowball method. The debt snowball method is a debt reduction strategy where you pay off your debt in order from smallest to largest, gaining momentum as you knock out each remaining balance. When the smallest debt is paid in full, you'll roll the minimum payment you were making on that debt into the next smallest debt payment. Here is how it works. Step one, list your debts from smallest to largest, regardless of interest rate. Step two, make the minimum payments on all of your debts except the smallest. Step three, pay as much as possible as you can towards your smallest debt. Step four, repeat, rinse and repeat until each debt is paid in full. Next, the next tip, get a high yield savings account, also known as the HYSA. I truly love high yield savings account and it's really the perfect starter investment account. Now, before I explain why everyone, everyone listening to this show, your mama and everybody that you tell about this, why you should all have a high yield savings account, know this. I deny, did not open up my high yield savings account until the beginning of the year. Why? Because once, one, I needed to get a handle on my finances. Two, I needed to do my research on a high yield savings account. 
But three, most importantly, I decided that I wanted my emergency fund separate from my high yield savings account. Now, I had people ask me, why did I want to keep them separate? And let me explain that. I choose to keep them separate because if an unexpected expense was to occur, I can use the money in my emergency fund and not in my high yield savings account because a high yield savings account is an investment account. I did not want to touch that money. Emergencies are for emergency funds only. So that is why I keep them separate. So once I got to my emergency fund, paid off all my credit cards, you know, just really got my money together. That's when I opened up a high yield savings account. And that is why I choose to keep them separate. A high yield savings account is a, so HYSA, a high yield savings account is an account that offers a significantly higher interest rate than the typical regular savings account. And that's why most high yield savings accounts are only online. You cannot find them at your local bank. You have to apply online for HYSA and you will get approved. It's easy. It's like filling out, I don't know. It's easy. <laughs> I was trying to think of what it's like filling out. It's it's an easy application process. It took all of five minutes, okay? So a high yield savings account, like I said, is an account that offers a significantly higher interest rate than your typical savings account. Generally, a high yield savings account interest rate, and this is good interest, is 15 to 20 times higher than a traditional savings account. This, Like I said, this is good interest because your money grows. Your money is working for you and not against you. So do not open up a high yield savings account until you have an emergency fund in place first. That is my only rule. The end goal for me is to build up my high yield savings account to cover three to six months of expenses. And right now I just make $100 monthly payments into that account. And since the beginning of the year, I have watched my money grow. And I'm going to try my best British accent. It is stunning, babes. <laughs> that was a horrible British accent. <laughs> but it's stunning, babes, watching that money grow. And guess what? The best part is I do nothing. It grows on its own because of interest. So again, open up a high yield savings account before the end of the year. But first build up your emergency fund. Okay, that is my only rule. The best high yield savings account right now, and that's why I said open it up before the end of the year in the next couple months, because they the interest rates on a high yield savings account are at an all time high, which is really good. So that means you're making more money than traditionally, because traditionally in the past, high yield savings account, the interest was about two percent. Now you have companies such as SoFi, the APY, so the annual percentage yield is four point three percent BMO also a bank, their APY is 4.75%. That means you're getting 4.75% on the money that you're putting into that account. Citizens Bank and Ally Bank is 4.5% as well. And also Citibank is 4% is four of APY. So all of these places, like I said, you find high yield savings account, they're only online. They're not at your traditional banks because it's not a traditional savings account that does nothing for you. You fill out an application online and I'll make sure I list all of these in the show notes so you can do your own research and find the best high yield savings account for you. The next tip, get a life insurance policy. Let's just address the elephant in the room. One day, we're all going to leave this earth. <laughs> we just had to rip off the tape. 
I wish this was back in the old days because I would love to see a 900 years of life like Abraham and Sarah did back in the day. <laughs> but it's just not happening. With that being said, tomorrow is never promised. And that is why you need a life insurance policy today. Your family does not need to cry twice. Once when you pass away and then once when they are trying to figure out how they are going to bury you. With that being said, today, after this show, if you are healthy and able-bodied, get a life insurance policy. Buying life insurance protects your spouse and family from potentially devastating financial losses that can result if something were to happen to you. It provides a financial security to help pay off debts, help pay off living expenses, helps to pay off any medical or final expenses. Upon your passing, your family will receive your policy payout immediately. And the death and that death benefit is generally is generally generally wow I can't even say the word. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that your life insurance policy doesn't get hit with federal income taxes. For example, if you have a five hundred thousand dollar policy, your family and benefic your beneficiaries will receive five hundred thousand dollars directly to them. I got my life insurance policy last year. I think I got it. So I turned 26 last year. I think I got it maybe in like August or September of last year. And I got it through my, who I have car insurance with, Stay Farm. And it's $33 a month. And it's a, <laughs> it's a nice little insurance policy for my beneficiaries. And y'all are welcome. <laughs> so like I said, I got mine through Stay Farm and it's $33 a month. I don't know if other car insurance companies offer life insurance policies like State Farm, but, you know, State Farm got their hand in pretty much some of everything. And yes, they are a little bit more expensive than other insurance companies, but it's worth it because I know I'm covered in every facet of my life. But some of the best life insurance companies policies to get one through our state farm and you do not have to have state farm car insurance or more house insurance you don't have to have state farm to you don't have to have state farm car insurance anything like that to get a life insurance policy through them it is two separate bills so i get billed with my life insurance policy on the 10th and then my car note comes out my car insurance comes out on like the 23rd or something like that so it's two separate things so you don't need to necessarily have you don't need to necessarily be an already existing State Farm customer. That's what I'm trying to say. But the best companies to have life insurance policies with are State Farm, Northwestern Mutual, Ethos, Ladder, and Haven Life. And these were all listed on the bet on Forbes list of best life insurance companies. Again, I will never see you wrong and I will never tell you information that is not accurate or anything that I don't firmly believe in. Again, I will make sure to list all of these life insurance companies in the show notes and you do your research, especially you do your research to find which life insurance company is the best for you. And like I said, get a life insurance policy after today's show because your future self will thank you. Tip number nine, invest in your company's 401k. If you're employed with a company, which most of us are, <laughs> we all work. We all clock in somewhere that offers 401k benefits and you're not participating, reconsider. And most companies nowadays offer 401k benefits. McDonald's, Wendy's, White Castle, everybody offers 401k benefits. So reconsider if you're not participating today. Consistently contributing to your 401k 
throughout your working years can help secure a retirement for you. 401 contributions are pre-tax. So when you decide to contribute to your 401k, the amount you choose to contribute to your 401k is deducted from your paycheck before taxes are taken out. And most companies, like I said, a lot of companies not only offer 401k, but they also match your 401k, which is basically free money. So if your company is doing a 3% match, right? And you put in 3%. So by the end of the year, let's say you have about $10,000. Your company is going to match that. It is free money. Let me give you another example. Let's say you're starting now at the age of 25, right? And your annual salary is $50,000. If you contribute 10%, now you don't have to contribute 10%. Let me just say that super side note, super sidebar. If your company is only matching between three to 6%, then you, you have to make the decision. Do you want to do 3% of your paycheck pre-tax or 6% of your paycheck pre-tax? If they are doing 10%, if, if you're deciding to put 10% on your own and they're not matching up to 10%, don't do that. Only do, only match, only do a percentage of how much they're matching. Basically, if they're matching between three to six percent, you have to decide if you want to match between three to six percent. Don't do nothing more. Don't do nothing less than three percent and don't do nothing more than six percent. That's basically what I'm saying. But back to my example. <laughs> Let's say you're starting now at the age of 25 and your annual salary is $50,000 a year. If you contribute 10% of your earnings consistently, receive a 3% raise each year and earn an 8% rate on your return of your investment, you can have almost $2 million in your 401k by the time you retire at 65. Of course, that's just an example that I gave. And of course, you have to take into account inflation, but you will have a nice retirement and you won't have to work again if you do what you're supposed to do right now. So please invest in your company's 401k because this can be a resource. It can be one of the many resources you can use when it comes time to retire. And before I move on to the last tip, do not touch your 401k money. Do not touch your 401k money. Why? Because you will get taxed heavily if you touch it before they pay you out. So you can't you're not able to access your 401k. You can't take money out of your 401k until you're at the age of, I think 65, I think that's what it is, or 55. And if you try to take money out of that before that age, whatever that age requirement is, you're going to get taxed so heavily. So let's say you got $10,000 in your 401k and you know you needed some extra money and you was like, you know, I got money in my 401k, I'ma just take the money out of that. They will tax you about, two, three grand. So you're not getting that full 10. So do not touch your 401k money. It is for investments, investments purposes only to help you in your future. That's why you need an emergency fund. If anything were to occur, you use the money out your emergency fund and not out of your investments. (laughs) Food for thought. And finally, the last and the most important tip to remember. This journey is a marathon and not a sprint. Remember, this financial journey is a marathon and not a sprint. Depending on where you started from, it's likely that you will not completely eliminate your debt in one month or even a year. It will take time. And it is so important to remember that even at the starting line, 
It will take time. It will take time. Rome was not built in a day. And not all months will be the same. There will be days, weeks, or even months where you slip up and you don't make the right financial choices. That is okay. That is another reason why writing down and tracking your progress can be helpful. It gives you some history and context to know where you started, right? It gives you some history and context to know that if you had a bad financial day, week, or month, you also had many, many good days prior to that. Give yourself some grace and remember, tomorrow is another day. Okay, family, I didn't talk y'all ear off. And I, and I told myself in the beginning, this is not going to be a long show. It's just going to be a couple tips, girl. Y'all know I can talk. <laughs> okay, family. That's it. And that is all for me today. And don't say I ain't never did nothing for you. <laughs> but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, deciding to get your finances together is one of the best financial decisions that you can ever make. Being on a sound financial foundation can help give you peace of mind and help to lead you to a stable life. Decide to start. Write it down and share it with trusted family members and friends. You don't share it with everybody. You share it with just a few. <laughs> Y'all know the saying. You can't tell everybody everything. Gather your monthly income and expenses and start a budget. Sharing your decision, journey, and progress helps keep you accountable even when the slip-ups happen. When the slip-ups do happen, because they will happen, and you make a, you know, not a relatively smart financial decision, you weren't supposed to. It is important to know and note, to acknowledge it, that it happened, and resolve to do better tomorrow. That's all you can do. When a slip-up happens, you know what? You acknowledge it, you see where you went wrong, how you did, you hold yourself accountable, and you get it together tomorrow. One day at a time will guide you down to the path towards financial freedom. Because guess what? It's sexy when you got your together. <laughs> I love you, family. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode. And I'll make sure that I list everything in the show notes that I listed off in today's episode, such as the budgeting template, the budgeting template, the high yield savings accounts, and the different life insurance policies. So you can do your research and find what works best for you. Remember, the best thing you can do is start. So start today because it is not the destination that inspires others. It is the journey. So inspire yourself and let's break these generational curses. I love you all and I'll see you all next week. Same time and place. You better do your homework because I'm watching you. <laughs> I love you all. Peace. Bye. It keeps bringing me joy Each new place I receive It keeps bringing me joy